Welcome to Earrings Off. I'm Lou. And I'm Teresa. Let's get started. Well, we're here today. It's, of course, Mother's Day weekend. It's a special day for all of us. And not just, just for moms who've given birth, but I think any woman is a mom. Because all of us, we parent other children, we care for and encourage. And if you do any of that, I don't care if it's with your nieces or nephews, your next door neighbor, your best friend's uh, child, you do that. And so this weekend we celebrate you and we applaud you. So of course I'm here with my co-host, Teresa, but we've got a special edition, our friend from Ebony, Ivy and Time. Um, Leona. And Leona runs a YouTube channel where she shows off her amazing cooking skills and her uh, abilities in uh, home decor. And uh, so we, we're excited to have Leona with us today. Welcome. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> well, I'm very glad to be here today. Okay. What we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about us being moms since we can't get together because of COVID-19, we are, we usually get together as buddies. And mm-hmm. even when we have dinner parties, we like to get away from the guys. We love them, but just so we can chat and catch <laughs> up. So uh, those are the special times. So if you could see the screen, both of them are, are giving me a smirk because they know what I'm talking about. We can <laughs> get real. So, but it, <laughs> But today, but today we're going to talk a little bit about our roles as moms. We're going to start off with just sharing a challenge, something that's been difficult um, for for us as moms. And you know, it doesn't have to be really a challenge, but just something that you know has maybe tested you a bit, or that you grew from by being a mom. So, so who wants to take a first stab at it? Or you want me to handle it? I'll start it. One thing that was hard for me, well, you know, you, you, you learn to parent either through your mom or siblings or somebody close to you. My, my oldest sister was sort of my role model for a parent. Um, I should have looked at that a bit more because I love her, but she was a helicopter mom. I mean, she just was just over, overly involved with, um, with her child. As a matter of fact, we have family stories about her parenting but that's who I look for she was not looking to she was my big sister and that's how I learned to be a mom as a result well maybe I am making excuses but I was a what do they call a helicopter mom Mm -hmm. I was always a very nervous mom Mm -hmm. um just just always nervous and and trying to keep up with what was going on with him and I think when I look back I don't think that did him that was good for him uh and and it was just a hard thing for me as a mom. I couldn't really settle in because I was always nervous. And part of that was, I think, because, um, you know, it was a black male and, um, you know, and all that, that that goes with that. And then he was outspoken and then he was bright. And so when you put all of that together, he was never a child that you just sort of that followed the rules. So that made and I was always afraid something was going to happen or somebody was going to do something to him. So that I was definitely a helicopter mom for as long as I could be. And that, I don't think that was a good thing. That was a challenge for me. 
So yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 I can do that. Leona, you want to go? Well, I think I think for me the toughest part was we had I had to balance between being an educator and having to oh. having to deal with the children because we were at the same school. Oh yeah. And so um I had to be able to separate teacher mom from mother. Wow. And it was easier with my son and his buddies. They just rolled with it. They thought it was great. My daughter, not so much. My <laughs> daughter thought, uh, I'd really rather have you at another school <laughs> because she didn't like the teacher mom. The teacher mom was tougher. And so, um, that part of it was difficult. I think that that was the biggest challenge, just trying to find that balance of where you're able to allow them to be independent and to develop into their own person. And yet at the same time, maintain that balance of control that you need, especially on the job. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that had to be an interesting balance. <laughs> But you know them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're great kids. I do well, know them. I tell you, they great. did well, so you must have done it right. So, yeah. <laughs> Good deal. So, Teresa, what about you? So, for me, you know, first I had to overcome the, the, the thought, and it happened fairly quickly, that I had always not wanted to be a mother. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what was that about? I don't know. I just, I just grew up that way. Like, I just didn't ever, when I was single, I didn't think about wanting to have children. I had nieces and nephews, mm -hmm. but certainly that was really nice that I could just take them and give them back. And um, I liked that. But once I became a mother, then it was on, you know? Mm -hmm. And like you, I was a bit, I was a, like you, Lou, I was a bit of a helicopter, but because both girls were very bright. They wouldn't allow it. I mean, I couldn't help with homework. I couldn't, and that was, that was hard. I couldn't, I mean, they had to do their projects all along and I'm, I wanted to get in there and say, can I, yeah, that would look better if, you know? <laughs> so, and then they're very unique girls. And then not, and different even amongst themselves. So they both have different, um, they're both very different. So parenting them looks very different, but um, because of that, and I worried about that and yeah. I was worrying for nothing. <laughs> They've grown up to be two very, uh, very accomplished women yeah. and uh, are, are doing very good on, you know, in their own right. So I stress for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That's always the way it is, but in hindsight, when we're in it, we think that, you know, it's life or death situation, everything. Like, mm -hmm. what, what class are they going to be in next next year? What, yeah. That new yeah. friend. Okay. And it, it, everything, you're stressing over everything because you yeah. just, you just, you know, we hear horror stories about kids and suicide and, you know, eating disorder, all kinds of things that impact our children. And so yeah. you're just nervous about all that. But Teresa, when we said that about um, not wanting a kid, I, I have to share this, you know, I'm, I'm from the South as well. And, you know, I was raised that you grow up, you grow up, you get married, you have babies. And 
I remember after we had um, our child sitting in, I was in a feminist law class. I was, you know, paying attention to the class and the instructor, she was talking about abortion and women's reproductive rights and that, you know, this is your body. You make the decisions uh, relative to your, your body. And if you don't want children, you don't have children. And, and when she said that, she said, and you decide if you want one or none. When she said that, my, my, I'm telling you, my head pivoted like I was in the exorcist. I was going, Whoo! You mean I make the choice about that? So I don't have to have all the and so I knew then um I wasn't really parenting that well with the one because I told you about the <laughs> helicopter thing. So I just thought, okay, the world would probably be better if I don't do any more than this. So that is a that is a great story. I will tell you, I would tell you I got married late and had children even later because we were married four years before I got um, pregnant. When I was single, honestly, it was the conversation piece of all my aunts <laughs> to each other about Finster <laughs> and what is wrong with me. Like, is she gay? What What's her deal? <laughs> and my, she defended me like a champ. And I later learned, though. She defended me because she's my mother mm -hmm. and she loves me. In her heart, she had some of the similar thoughts. She was so happy. Wrong with her. <laughs> she was so happy when I said I was getting married and even happier to hear that I was pregnant. Oh my goodness. And we're laughing, but that's why I applaud the young women now. Who, is, who are being independent and, and making their own choices about, okay, what works for them? When does it work? All of that. But yeah. um, so, so you just, you just sort of like to see that and not, you certainly you want, um, you want uh, your family members to get married and to be happy and all of that. But I'm also, I'm encouraged when I see young women making choices saying, nah, but I'm not going to settle for that. Or, you know, this is what I want for my life. So, and sometimes we didn't really get to explore that kind of independence. Um, we came into it, I think, later. But when you, not when we were growing up, it was just sort of assumed this is the path you take. So, Teresa, you were a renegade. There you go. <laughs> I didn't even know. I know. Or spinster, whichever. One <laughs> But anyway, so you, I see you take every opportunity to call me names. Liz. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Anyway. I think just a couple of weeks ago, I was weird or something. <laughs> well, but that's true. But <laughs> so anyway, okay. But, but the next thing we're going to talk about, we, we're just, because this isn't going to be long because we're going to stop this recording and, um, we're going to then cut out and then we're going to have our own real girl conversation. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, any, anyway, but uh, for production purposes, <laughs> we're going to have I the, next, told you about that, the next question. The next thing we're going to discuss is, can we share a favorite memory of being a mom or something we're particularly proud or happy about? Um, 
related to us being moms for this Mother's Day weekend. Now I started it, so I'll go first. You, All right. Okay. Leona, you'll remember this story. I actually had my happiest moment before my daughter was born. What? Yes. <laughs> when I start talking about this, Leona will remember it, remember it very well. Four months into the pregnancy, we went to the doctor for the, what do you call it? Ultrasound. Ultrasound. Mm -hmm. When they did the ultrasound, they saw these cysts on her brain and on her neck, the skin measured very thick, which indicated Down syndrome. Oh my goodness. Immediately she offered amniocentesis and I, I was like, no, 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 I don't need that. I just. That's the test with the lungs, isn't it? Yeah, and there's a risk of aborting the baby. It's it's very dangerous procedure, especially when you're over 30. I was so worried that I refused it, and I said, "Whatever God has given me is what is for me. I'm not I'm not risking it." So we were members of uh, we went to church with um, Leona and her husband, and we it was a small it was. Best church family ever, I thought back then. I mean, because you know, they this is an aside, a side note, they let me sing in the choir and didn't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, they were a special group, yeah. Go on. <laughs> and so, I could, I mean, I couldn't even sing in the choir in my own church where I grew up because of my voice, but anyway, I was accepted there, I loved it. But they prayed for us like you wouldn't believe. They prayed, we prayed, we we just prayed, prayed, prayed. Because I, what I did do was I, my doctor said, it is important for me to have the MDO so that I know what I'm dealing with and I can be educated on how to care for her when she was two weeks between the time I got the news and the time we went for the amniocentesis. And that whole time, we were all on our faces praying and praying and praying and praying. We get to the doctor's appointment and uh, long story short, the technician is trying to find her position. They had the needle all ready to go in and pull the fluids out. And the technician uh, has this look on her face like, what did you say was happening here? Because she wasn't seeing what um, she was told she should be seeing. And she brought it to the attention of the doctor and she was like, oh my. And she got in and maneuvered around and 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 sure enough there were no cysts on her brain wow no, praise god and her neck the skin on the back of her neck it measured normal wow and oh my goodness it was a hallelujah shouting moment oh, and then right then for that in that moment i knew god was so real and oh, so good and that i believed in miracles and blessings and oh. all of it would, they didn't see anything they saw they yeah. didn't see anything and i will tell you one of the reasons why she's named nia which means purpose in swahili is because of that she's here for a purpose because in addition to that after having that miracle i went home one last time to visit with my mom before she was born and had a car accident and had to be in the hospital down in Georgia. And it created what they said was a placenta leak or lake. I can't remember what, what that is, but it broke something inside. And we didn't know if I was going to carry the term, if I was going to go into labor at that moment, 
or nothing. But I, they kept me under watchful eye for a whole day. I stayed in the hospital. I didn't have any pains anywhere. In fact, I, I wouldn't have even, were I not pregnant, I wouldn't have even gone to the hospital. But the ambulance that came insisted that I go. And then they did the ultrasound to see and saw that there was some impact because the steering wheel hit, hit yeah. the bottom part of my belly. But through all of that, she came healthy and whole and, oh, yeah. and been a joy ever since. So yeah, before even that was your physically being able to hold her, that was my happiest moment. Wow. Remember that? I do. I remember that like it was yesterday. It's amazing. Time flies. Yeah. It really does. Time flies. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a great story, Teresa. It is. Everything worked out. Leona, a well, I think I think for me would um, definitely be, um, you know, you always, well, I did. Okay, girl. I always wanted to be a mom. Oh, and, yeah. Well, why? We, we know that about you. <laughs> you relish that mom role. <laughs> always wanted to be a mom. Yeah, always. And when, uh, when uh, I found out I was expecting, uh, I was just so excited. So once uh, we had a real exciting moment going to delivery, and uh, you all love this. I don't know if, if I've ever told you, but we actually, we had gone to the hospital the night, the night before. And uh, the nurse kept us, you know, for a little while. And she said, she said, I don't think this is going to be it. I think you need to go back home. So we went back home and uh, she said, but don't eat anything and walk. Mm -hmm. And so what did she tell me that for? I went home, ate a whole apple pie. (laughs) (laughs) Conway said, well, oh. He said, well, okay, let's go out and let's do some walking. We walked 21 blocks. Oh my goodness. 21 blocks. Wait a minute. That does not surprise me. You are so type A, but go on. (laughs) 21 (laughs) blocks. We show up at my mother's house and she just about fainted. She kept looking for the car and she said, where's the car? I said, but we walked. She said, not from your house. I said, yes, mom. Well, needless to say, within the next hour, we were calling my sister-in-law and saying, uh, I think I need to go to the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Because we had walked that baby here. And so I tell you what, when they tell you to walk, it works. (laughs) I'm a witness to it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You did make it to the hospital, though, right? Small. You did make it to the hospital though, right? I did, but you know what? They had to give me medicine to slow everything down so the doctor would make it. (laughs) I cannot believe you walked that much pregnant. 21 by and I mean we were we were just clipping right along. And I and and I kept saying, Well, we're almost at mom's house. And and he would say, Well, let's keep going. And so we we keep going. I didn't feel bad. I felt fine. But I tell you what, once I stopped, got to her house, got something to drink. And when I stopped, it hit. Yeah. 
And so we had time enough to, to get a suitcase and head to the hospital. That was it. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, my, my um, you two have shared really important stories. Mine is not like that, but this is this is really one of my favorite memories of uh, being a mom. This was when my son was probably like in third or fourth grade. And Leona, you'll know this since you were a teacher, but they had him do like a 3D map. They actually had him plot out from the school to home, you know, that he had to do this assignment. And so the teacher, uh, she called me and she asked me to come in. She said, I I want you to come in. And I thought, you know, helicopter mom, I'm thinking, what has he done now? (laughs) So, um, you know, I go to the school and she had all of the kids maps on the floor, you know, where they had, you know, they actually made maps with the grass with put in like sidewalks to the house and you know trees and everything and so when I looked at the different um you know I don't know if you call them maps but that were on a symbol you know that they made that were on the floor of the classroom I looked and some of these things they looked professionally done they were amazing amazing and then I looked to the side and there's my kids. Now, I didn't know he had the assignment. I didn't know anything about it because really in our household, I say I was a helicopter mom, but in our household, we just raised him that, listen, I've got a job. Your dad's got a job. School's your job. So you should handle that. So I really wasn't a parent to help with homework or any of that. I didn't even know what the kid was doing. All I was doing was checking grades. But when I saw that, my heart fell. And she said, Miss Ali, I wanted you to see this. She's given him an A+. She said, I know these others that parents did it or they helped them do it. Evans was so accurate. I mean, I don't even know where the boy got the grass from. <laughs> construction paper, the glue, I don't know. But he understood what his assignment was and he executed it as maybe a third or fourth grader. And I was so proud. And I was thinking, oh my goodness, I didn't know. He didn't say, mom, can you help me? He put it together and and apparently took it to the school. Mm-hmm. And she said, but that's what he does. And I thought, well, maybe I'm really not doing so bad because it taught me that he's, he was so independent and he really took to heart me saying, that's your job, get it done. And I don't expect to hear anything about you not doing it. Sounds like you were a mean mom, not a helicopter mom. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. Somebody's got to do the dirty. Anyway. I'm just kidding. But uh, that that that's really and and I hate to this day I didn't keep that thing. Oh you yeah, know? yeah. Because that I, I have such a memory and a soft spot in my soft spot in my heart for that. So, um, but but you know I want us to end with something else though. Um, what 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 advice or, or maybe would you say to other moms a bit of um, you know something that we could share one piece of advice that we think might be of benefit to other moms out there. Mm. And I I think for me, I'm gonna take the easy way, Mm -hmm. Um, is what we already shared, hindsight. 
Now, when you're in the midst of parenting, you just think everything's so critical, every decision. And what I've learned and what I regret is that I didn't enjoy the journey as much as I should have. I didn't, um, you know, just take some of the moments and not think that everything was, was, you know, live or die and every decision was going to be so critical that you get caught up, particularly when you were working mom and you're trying to manage, you know, working and being the wife and the mom and all your other daughter and the aunt, everything else, member of the community. There are a lot of different roles you're trying to uh, handle at one time. But I really could have done more in terms of just trying to enjoy the journey. Because as you look back, it does. People say it. And when you're in the midst of it, they were telling me, oh, Lou, enjoy it. It goes so quickly. And you're like, yeah, right. okay, let me get to work. And let me go do this. I got to go do that. You don't really, people tell you, but you don't take it in. But that really is something that I think. Absolutely. Be aware of is to just enjoy it because they do grow up and they get their own lives and uh, and that's as it should be but uh, enjoy it a bit more absolutely yeah well for me um i i think as a parent that those things that you encourage your children to get involved in and certainly i do believe that children should be involved in extracurricular activities besides just the classroom and just coming home they need to have an opportunity to really spread their wings in order to find out what it is that they want to do but uh, it also teaches them a lesson in multitasking Mm -hmm. Because in our world, we need to be able to multitask. I think as moms, we are probably the most fantastic multitaskers on the planet. And we have to be able to share that with their children, not so much in making them, quote, um, multitask, but let them see how we operate as we go throughout each day. And uh, that gives us a chance to do things with them. Mm -hmm. I never put the kids in anything that I couldn't be a part of, not so much in uh, doing it itself, but just having their back. They just wanted to see my face. They didn't care if I carried the ball or whatever it was that was going on. I didn't even have to be the coach, but they did want to know that I was there. So I made sure that I, I was a part of that and I took time to do that. So um, I think we need to make, make it a, a, a number one uh, point to be a part of their life. That means to take the time to talk to them. You know, you're talking to them all the way, wherever it is that you're going, you're talking to them as they come back, to have fun with them. It's okay to have fun. We don't always have to be the, the carrier of the stick. Yeah. We need to be able to, they need to be able to have a conversation with us because what happens is if we don't learn to uh, have conversations with them while they're little, we're not going to be able to do that while they're older. That's very true. And that's one thing I can say. My kids and I, even today, I mean, they'll call and we'll be on the phone for an hour. That's good. That's good you stuff. Know, with things that are going on. But we've been doing that from day one, since they were old enough to talk. So that's very natural to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. It is, it is. So, you know, you want to um, try to instill in them that you, you love them, 
you have great expectations of them, but I'm your mom, but I'm also your friend to a point. Mm -hmm. And so we just all have to work together with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so along the same lines, um, you kind of stole a little bit of my thunder, Leona. Leona, she always says that when she doesn't have anything. Go on, Teresa. You see how mean she is? But, um, so what I would say um, is, along with that conversation, you really have to listen to your kids. Mm -hmm. I would say, yes, talk to them, but listen to them and hear them. Mm -hmm. And that's a big one. We need to, we, we have to listen to them. And the other thing is you have to be, especially when you're a child, I know we joked about the helicopter mom thing, but you have to be there to advocate for them when they don't have a voice. Mm -hmm. You have to be there to, they, they develop their voices in um, higher ed, but in um, lower ed, certainly you have to be there to help guide them along. Mm -hmm. And so those are my two things. Listen to them and advocate for them. Advocate for your children. Mm -hmm. okay. Told you I had something. Well, you did. <laughs> you surprised me. No, that was good stuff. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, that's all we have for today. We just wanted to share a bit as moms. And we thank Leona of Ebony, Ivy, and Time in the Kitchen for being here with us. Um, as always, we enjoyed it. And um, as always, here at Earrings Off. When we know better, we do better. Take good care.